is minute 26. It is a Monday, not always everybody's favorite day, but it should be one of your favorite minutes because this one is full of action. I am Cliff from PredatorMinute.com. And I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And we have a special guest today, a new guest, uh, not from England this time, but from here in the United States of America, it is John Ambrosio. He is a doctor of marine biology, and he'll be able to talk to us about alien human physiology, any other thing. Plus, he's a giant fan of the movie. John? Glad to be with you guys. Excellent. Oh, glad to have you. So, John, just as a little background, grew up with Aaron and I, and I know for a fact that he's seen this movie at least as much as we have. Giant fan of the movie, uh, loves everything to do with this era of Schwarzenegger, so we're extremely pleased to have him in mm -hmm. and with us today, and this really couldn't be a better set of minutes that we're going to have oh, this week. Oh, action-packed. Action-packed. Yeah. yeah, nothing but action. And this minute <laughs> might be, and we'll find out as it goes, because my memory isn't perfect, and even though I watch this movie enough, I've been watching it by minute, this might be the most action in it. And we did actually do a recording of deaths and who got them. But it starts with Dutch coming down from a tree we don't know how he got there from yeah. since we last saw him on the ground yeah he was moving the truck right or put, pulling it up doing a deadlift yeah and it yeah. ends with billy shooting dudes and everything in between is just pure raw somewhat nonsensical action you yeah. probably need some sort of D, D type map to figure out where anyone is at any given time and it's probably going to be wrong by the next scene i'm sure shane dice had or shane <laughs> shane by had some dice uh handy when he wrote this scene yeah there's a lot of encumbrance yeah. that's two two days in a row i think if you said <laughs> so it's it, i mean the narrative here is just pure action and i love it uh i'll start off with just some things as far as I can remember, in mm -hmm. order, we see, you know, as I mentioned, Dutch coming down a hill that he had no business being at since he was just next to a truck. Yeah. And then we see Dylan, who makes so many great and hilarious faces in this one. And he I starts by just looking ultimately panicked and waving someone to come with him, even though we'll see in, later on the minute, no one's with him. But it starts with this sort of over-the-shoulder thing you would do with your right hand, like, you know, come with me. Well... Uh, supposedly Hawkins is with him on backup, right? That's right. Yeah. Even though that was only, I thought, for the original taking people down. But, yeah, it looks more like Hawkins is backing a poncho. But who knows? It cuts after that uh, to a line that none of us could quite understand. Although all of us came up, I think, with the same interpretation, which is... Target the center, the center of falafel. Yeah, targets at the center of the falafel is what I got. John, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think we read the transcripts, and that's what it says. <laughs> so apparently there's some really good falafel at the center of this compound. Oh, I thought they were going after it with their weaponry. I thought because of Afghanistan, they were now very anti-Middle Eastern food. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe, yeah, it's hard to say. Maybe they liked it. I don't know. Falafel gives you a lot of gas. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. But Chick is chickpeas really are the worst. Oh, chickpeas? Yeah. Gotta clean you out. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. So, we were looking at some of the background. There's some really great uh, faces that I mentioned that Dylan makes. And, you know, we were looking at some of the shooting notes, and we can't know exactly the order that this was shot in and when. But you really see some serious stress on Carl Weathers' face. Yeah. And if you look kind of behind the scenes, read behind the scenes, he was 
really not having it and was really in his own personal hell and he is selling that in this scene he looks very unhappy very sweaty very stressed and again within the context of the film he although he's a pencil pusher now he was apparently used to be part of a combat unit so it's a little weird that he looks so out of place but well he didn't uh so didn't uh um oh shoot um schwarzenegger dutch yeah yeah so so schwarzenegger kind of became his Involuntary personal trainer or something like that. You mean behind the scenes, (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. Apparently, and apparently, Carl Weathers really tried his best to keep up, which must be really annoying when you're a gentleman that big. Right. Well, you know, Schwarzenegger, how do you keep up with that? Guy's a beast. I mean, yeah. I do think it was around this time that Schwarzenegger flew to uh, Hyannisport to go get married to Maria Shriver. Oh! Okay. So it was, mm. I think, around in this point of shooting, apparently, uh, that he left for a while to do that on Joel Silver's private jet. Oh. So uh, <laughs> luckily it wasn't blown up like That's the helicopter is stalking them. <laughs> <laughs> so some things that I really liked in no particular order uh, when they happen. There's a part where Poncho gets shot. And actually, we could kind of talk about that a little bit. There's Wait, a very Poncho cool scene. Got shot. Poncho gets shot at. I should oh, finish shot it. At. Okay. And he's hiding behind a large tree, and the shots from oh. the gun go up, you know, from the bottom to the top, as if they're hitting the tree and knocking out pieces of the tree. And well, yeah, and like it's, it's like a palm tree, so you see these fibers exploding out of the trunk. It's so realistic. They must have planted little tiny explosives in there. It just looks so good. Oh Squid. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's a that's a special effect at all, for sure. All those fibers <laughs> are. Typical of the primary and secondary cortex of pine tree or palm trees. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, so it was a palm. I, it was a palm tree, and definitely, if they didn't really shoot at him, which would have been really great. <laughs> yeah, it was 1987. <laughs> yeah. Just there sit were, there like a man. We'll have a marksman. Uh, he'll he'll shoot the tree and not you. So this, as we know, was filmed in Mexico. This scene was filmed in Mexico. Right. Is that type of tree, would that have existed if they were where they were supposed to be, which is closer to the Central America, around the Panama? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. the foliage and everything in the movie plays a bigger role than just aesthetics. Because if you think about like uh, invasive species ecology, then most invasive species actually happen in these milder climates. We think of the tropics as being this really hot place, but really it's... The most stable places on earth ah, so okay. we think of climate we think of all those things being steady it's easy to invade something when you're ecologically when you're not challenged by all these foreign factors being an alien you know no one's invading antarctica right right there's a specific uh, reason you not seen the thing <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I like this reading of the film that, <laughs> i like this idea of the film you might be the first person to posit that the 1987 movie, The Predator, is actually an allegory for invasive our introduction of invasive species yeah. into environments and the damage uh, that oh, they do. Oh, for sure. I think <laughs> so that, sure in, invasive species ecology is... Everything there is perfect. So, well, if Dutch didn't take action and dispatch the Predator, basically, <laughs> we would be like... We would have a bunch of Predators roaming around Central America and destroying the ecology, well, right? It would be know, like the cane toads in Australia. That, you know... <laughs> It's a it's a timeline. We're not. We could still be there. Oh, okay. It can still by twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. And if they and if they and as the as the globe as the Earth warms, 
the climate warms, then these species can encroach further south and north. Oh, yeah. And, and for, if we've got any listeners, by the way, that are complete idiots, that's fine. You can pretend there's no climate change. As long as <laughs> keep, keep listening to us. We welcome both sides of the argument, the correct one and the non-correct one. So there's, there's oodles of evidence for those who don't prescribe to such ideas that... Expansion of all kinds of pests or alien and species alien species really expand with climate change. Okay, this okay. is a, this is the foundation of warmer weather, now. more stable equatorial oh, yeah. weather. Um, yeah, it, it's it can it's really acts as a stable crucible to give an invasive species a launch. Oh and yeah, then, we yeah. see diseases spreading yep. constantly with uh, expansion of the, you know. Well, hopefully species. some diseases that can uh, kill the predator, right? Yeah. Well, maybe the pythons introduced into the Everglades could... Perhaps could, if we were to uh, introduce a bigger predator. Uh, oh, okay. that's it's always the, the solution. solution. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked almost none of every time. And this year it grows very stable. <laughs> okay, so... So, uh, so I really enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed immediately following where uh, Poncho comes around. He shoots his grenade launcher... By the way, so much grenade launching in this. Yes. Almost more than there's bullets, not counting for the 900 or so that Blaine needs to kill two guys. Uh, pretty much. Uh, Poncho, or, I count four, sir. Poncho takes out the... Uh, uh, kind of a two-story type building. Well, it, it was it was that... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. What was that? What's that thing called? The um, sentry position that they mm. were looking at before with the, sand, with the sandbags. I see. Yeah. Right. He takes that out. If we're counting um, out as a... It's an edifice, with anyway. The, with the grenade. Uh, then there's the the gentlemen that were shooting at him were kind of on a veranda on the second floor, and okay. when he hits those guys, this becomes probably my favorite part of this entire minute. Okay, we all have to have favorite parts of every minute in the scene, and it one of the guy's noise as he jumps and he launches himself off this thing too. <laughs> he doesn't just get hit. This he's having the best time of his life. This extra. <laughs> And he sings this sort of, uh, I don't know, you're the music guy, was it us, E? I, I still I still couldn't hear it. He, like, oh, you know, just, just as great. Like He's Maybe so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, well, I'm not really trained for combat, I'm more of an opera singer. And they're like, fine, and they blow him up. Then it cuts to a scene, if I'm not mistaken, we now go to Blaine. It's oh, a Blaine, lot of this vignettes. Is, this is my favorite scene oh. here. So Blaine is, uh, he's coming out of the jungle, and then he's, he's startled because behind him there's a huge explosion. I don't huge. know who fired a grenade into the jungle. Maybe somebody saw the predator. Maybe they saw some bigger invasive species. Credits there. roll, predator. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this is the best, I think this is the best scene in this minute. Because we see Jesse the Body Ventura. He obviously knows something that the rest of them don't, and he hasn't shared it. He's got the big... Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the big load of chaw in his mouth. Oh yeah, and, he takes time to spit. Oh yeah, he takes the time to spit, which actually I, I think yeah. he should have swallowed. Whoa! <laughs> but yeah. you know, because <laughs> that's why it's a rated R show. <laughs> tobacco plants actually generate all kinds of alkaloid secondary metabolites that deter predators. Oh, so by if he would, yes. he obviously knows something, yeah. and he's got this, you know, basically like this invisible force field on. He's yeah. un, he's he's not very palatable. I mean, what's yeah. a little bit of inflation of the esophagus and the stomach? Yeah, and you die in t- 
you know, 30 yeah. years. No, yeah. Not he today. Plays a very, yeah, not today. That's good. He yeah. plays a very thoughtful person in this yeah. film, so it's yeah. very much, uh, he's the sort of scientist in the group, oh, yeah. if I had to pick his character type. He, he, was trying, <laughs> he was trying to save the insurance company, you know, as for you know, having to pay out his life insurance, but... Um, oh, but he he seems to have brought too much gun for this battle. Like it's funny because as he's coming out of the uh, jungle, he shoots at these two or three guys. I don't know, and just two, des- two guys destroys them with mm-hmm. this massive minigun. But when he could have just sat back, and they could have all been up there smoking cigars while Blaine just took out the entire uh, camp or base or whatever. Sure. You could have just mowed them all down with that thing, and it would have been done. Roll credits. Yeah, conversely, he could have taken out those two guys too. with, you know, uh, thirty-eight special, and they would have been just as dead. He didn't yeah. have to like, <laughs> waste nine hundred rounds of a helicopter gun. And they're all out. shooting full auto. What the hell? It's just so great. So I'm totally off subject. I did not prep this in the green room beforehand, but it just got me thinking. I don't remember. Maybe it was the D and D talk afterwards, but just thinking about the party that they've got with them. I assume Dutch would be a paladin. Okay. Uh, That puts Jesse, I think, as a barbarian. I would put Mac as a dwarf. Because he's kind of stout, and uh, he seems more, like, you know, quiet, and use. I think he'd like to use blunt weapons if he were given the option. Okay. Uh, Hawkins would probably be... Either a cleric or a low-level mage, right? He's more about communicating and attacking from before. Low-level mage. Poncho, definitely a ranger. I don't know. Jesse, the body Ventura is the one using all the chemical compounds. Jesse, the body Ventura. But he's got the heavy weaponry. He'd be like a... Oh, he'd be like a alchemist heavy paladin thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Poncho or Billy would be like, I don't know, an elf ranger or archer. I know archer isn't technically... That's... Not really a DNA right. class, but rogue. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, and then and then what would uh, um, uh, Dylan would be? Oh, Dylan would be like a mage or something. You know, he's this a bard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that would have to be Hawkins. He's got the radio. Uh, who's true, who's yeah, usually this sort of someone, sneaky who, evil character? Someone's the jester. So oh, that's, that's they're dancing. They're like moving rhythmically with this automatic weapon oh, fire. That, oh, you're right. That's Dylan. And oh, so <laughs> that's a okay. good segue actually because uh, that's yeah, something. Dylan. Okay, yeah. I, this good. is really a it's a Dylan heavy minute. Um, even though they do switch quite a bit, they you get to see a lot of Dylan. He gets the majority of the kills. Uh, final kill count: Billy two, Poncho two, Blaine two, Dylan four and a half, Dutch one and a half, Mac one. By my wait, count. what about Hawkins? Oh, my Hawkins notes, just blew up a building. Yeah, I might notice it was Hawkins that blew up the sentry position. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and both Dylan and Dutch, the reason I gave them a half is because they shoot the gentleman in the helicopter. Uh, well, Dylan mean, they, shoots them, and they seem fairly dead, and then Dutch shoots a rocket launcher in, so I'm like, okay, they were already right, dead. Yeah. And then someone gets out of it on fire before finally hitting the ground. And then was it was it Dylan that dispatched the burning dude or that was Dylan because Dylan dispatched a burning dude earlier. Yeah, oh, the burning yeah, dude comes yeah, out. Yeah. And just like, he's trying, man. You got to get this guy credit. He's like trying oh. to to aim his weapon while he's already like oh. three quarters of the way. Just burned. I don't even know oh, if we can quarters. give him the kill for that. Oh, yeah, yeah there was some discussion on that. That's why I'm giving him a half, but I'm also giving him a half for one of the guys in the helicopter. So uh. give him a full one. So biologically speaking, 
if 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 he is if he's already on fire, mm-hmm. right? How long is it going to take for that fire to burn through such that he can no longer shoulder and fire his his firearm? I think he was pretty close. He was, he was pretty, pretty close. close. Okay. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> science. Oh, you have it. The science is spoke. So uh, the gentleman John that we're talking to is an actual professor at a prestigious university. I'm not going to say which one. But I, I want a bunch that. of dropouts. <laughs> There's science. So if you know, what are your students were to ask you like, oh, you know, about how large is this animal? Oh, it's a good size. <laughs> it's tiny. Um, so let, going back to Dylan, I just love Dylan in this scene. Not love in, well, maybe in the romantic sense. We'll see. But yeah. he he shakes his body whenever he shoots. It's so, it's exactly what I would do if I were 12 and they put me in this movie and they yeah. gave me a gun. I'd move my body back and forth. I would shimmy. I would make these, he makes the stupidest faces. Like, he's biting his bottom lip and just looking at, exactly like I do when I'd fight my friends with sticks. You know what and, I mean? Like, or Axl I'm, Rose on the stage. <laughs> right? He's yeah. shimmy just it's great. He's not aiming. In fact, oh, nobody, no. nobody's aiming. That's, that's what's Everyone's got their guns by their hips. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys. And, and not only that, Dylan's actively shaking his body from left to right. Yes. Uh, while he shoots, like intentionally making his aim worse. It's a, it's it's a skill that he developed and honed, where his one movement cancels the other. So, um, like his shaking and stuff cancels the natural shaking he has from not aiming and just jumping around. So, I don't know. I think it's a cancellation of stuff. <laughs> it makes him deadly accurate, but. <laughs> So that's probably wrong. So. Uh, many of you that are, I don't imagine many of you are pulling this up minute by minute and are trying to remember the scene because so much happens. I think one of the scenes that sticks out to me remembering it is the part, this is encompasses the minute where the helicopter is trying to take off. Yes. These guys jump into it. They're fiddling with some of the switches. So I've actually spent some time in helicopters mm-hmm. and the switches they're fiddling with are not the ones that control the rotors. Those are would have been down into the gentleman's right in that sort yeah. of center console. Just because I've seen the guy do it, I've never flown one. But they're they're hitting like all of these radio switches above their heads that I just I loved it. But either way, they're there they're and this other guy they're runs up away. and he gives them a thumb in the air, not like a thumbs up, like well done guys, but like lifting it up as in to say, go upwards. Which is the most useless command. Like, yeah. what, were, what was he thinking? If I don't run out there and tell him to go upwards, I'm worried they're going to fly forwards and really hit like himself. Down. Yeah. I was like, and so this guy does it. It doesn't matter. We never see what happens to the guy who gives him the dumb command. They're sitting there. Uh, Dylan does one of his little shake and shoot things. Yeah. Uh, with his teeth over his bottom lip. Shoots to the glass. Oh, they get about 12 bullets each. Then yeah. Schwarzenegger... So they're dead. They're dead. There's oh, no they're... danger of them taking off now. Schwarzenegger then fires a rocket launcher. <laughs> and then the guy in the driver's side slash passenger side, because I did actually talk to a helicopter pilot, and he said uh, that the left side... Oh, man. He said whatever side it is that you normally see in a film, whatever side we drive on, they'll make it look like that's where the pilot sits. But that's not the way they sit in helicopters apparently okay so there's a little insider information but either way that gentleman jumps out uh and is on fire and i think that it's just my theory is that people hate dylan so much that even though they're on fire and with their last dying breaths they're still trying to shoot him just something yeah. about him just really annoys people yeah, people just like, i hate that guy i don't <laughs> just, know why yeah i'm surprised he hasn't <laughs> taken some friendly fire yet well okay so when, so when I, I remember when i was young I, I first saw this the first thing that went through my mind was 
guy. You could have used that to get out of the jungle. It's oh. pretty dire at this they part were, of the They movie. didn't know they were needed to get out of the jungle. Right, but it's like contingency plan. Like you could just if you didn't blow it up, Dutch. The, the guys are already dead. If you didn't blow it up, you could have done something to, to disable the helicopter that you could somehow re-enable. Pull the distributor well. cap on this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. It's they like, were more worried about someone getting in it and getting away. Right, you could disable it without they're, destroying no. it. They're on the offensive at this yeah. part. And every third thing they shoot is a high explosive. Uh, so we counted well, right. between th- three to four major buildings uh, blowing up, as in places where... You know, they have a roof and people could live inside Honestly, of them. Honestly, I think you need a little bit more than a grenade to make a building do that. You know, I think you need I've a few sticks it. of dynamite, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they they have fuel in there them. for the helicopter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Small yeah. children of Mexico are really flammable. Uh, they, maybe. I they've done this lots of times, <laughs> and they're really expecting this to be in and out, right? They blow this up. Yeah. They get to the extraction point and on to the next mission. Still, though, I mean, Dutch already had that degree of doubt. Uh, he was already suspicious. You know, hey. I, I remember me, I would have approached this a little more carefully. Hindsight. I'm, I'm, I'm armchair quarterbacking. I mean, for me, I would have gone in and hit them all with my giant penis, thrown three fireballs, and take off in their helicopter with all their lady yeah, friends. Or the three fireballs. <laughs> or I would have just had Blaine just taken out the entire compound with his minigun and just yeah. like, okay, we're good. I would have sent Hawkins in on the Lark. Like, go in, Hawkins, take everyone out, and we would have all giggled. Oh, like a Tropic Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> see what you can do. With, and Hawkins would have done something. He would have played some scary mu- music on his radio. He would have figured he, it he out. He could have gone in there playing some sort of opium farmer. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have been like, well, you're in the wrong continent, you know? Yeah. Is that the sequel to the uh, classic song Ganja Farmer by... Uh, oh. I mean, I'm I blanking on who wrote that now. For all, all the uh, underground reggae Is fans. It's not Burning Spear? Reggae. No, it was it was a guy who Ganja Farmer was Marlon Asher. Oh my god, I can't believe I pulled that out. That stuff in my brain that I could be using for science, like you, instead I know Marlon Asher wrote Ganja ah, Farmer. Yeah, that's a waste uh, of neurons, dude. This, <laughs> I have no idea he even. But I was like, this podcast brought to you by the recording studio who did that, and if I don't know who it is. But speaking of okay. getting high, unless we have, do we have further notes? None from me. All right. It was pretty accurate. Very high in that helicopter. No, despite the orders that they got. So it ends with Billy. It ends with, I believe it's Billy. It's very, you know, like even freezing it. Yeah. yeah. And I have a feeling there's going to be more action tomorrow. So if you like oh, no. action. Can I top that? Yeah. Well, only one way to find out. Yeah. Only way, way to find out if they can top that action and if we can top the greatest podcast that we've ever put together. Yeah. Probably was minute 20. But we'll pretend it was this one. No, this was a great one. This was one of the greats. It's in the top 26 or so. Uh, you'll find out tomorrow on the Predator Minute. Until then. <laughs>